Hello once again, wrestling fans. This is Seth, a.k.a. Zandrax, for the Wrestling Brethren podcast. And if you're new to Wrestling Brethren, boy, we've put out a lot of shows. This is like the seventh show we've done in this week alone. And I hope you like it. You know, you don't have to like all of it. Not demanding you like all of it, but hopefully you like at least some of it, and we'll be happy. Now, the best of Super Juniors, 26 for the year of our Lord, 2019, is ongoing. We're at about the halfway point, a little bit after. My first update was about the first six days, which were divided up between A Block and B Block. There were three nights that were A Block and three blocks that were for the B Block. But these past three days, it has been nothing but tournament matches. Every show was 10 matches of singles matches. And it was pretty clear from the get-go under this format, how some of the matches were going to go. Because when they did the first three shows that were divided up between A Block and B Block, the first half of the show was devoted to tag matches featuring talent that were not in the tournament that night. So an A Block tournament night would have four or five tag matches involving people who were in the B Block and vice versa. But the main matches, the tournament matches, they all went for a decent length of time. Obviously, the tag matches were not vitally important to the stories being told. They were usually just there to give a sample or a preview of the guys that would be facing off the following show. So, doing the A-block example, there might be an undercard tag match pitting Will Ospreay in a team against somebody else in the B-block, say El Fantasma or Robbie Eagles, both of the Bullet Club. They would do that. The undercard would be Tag matches involving those people in the main events would be five tournament matches. But since all of the matches were tournament matches these last three days, some of them were just not given very much time at the beginning of the card. You could kind of tell which matches were expected to be bigger deals because the final two or three matches would have a substantial amount of time given to them. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it was pretty noticeable to me that some of these matches weren't meant to be as important as the others. So I'll go through the last three nights. Day 7, Taiji Ishimori pinned Taka Michinoku with the Bloody Cross, keeping him undefeated in A Block. B Block's Bandito pinned Ren Narita. Jonathan Gresham of A Block submitted Teton with the Octopus Hold. They're really kind of rotating between A Block's and B Block's matches, but Yo beat Rocky Romero. A very good match, especially the history between Yo and Rocky Romero, them all being part of Rapungi 3K. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Dragon Lee pinned Tiger Mask, the veteran. Bushi, who up to this point had not won a single match, he was 0-3 going in against Doki, beat him with the MX. Kanemaru, also without a victory, he actually beat Sho via countout. It was the heel tactic of pummeling a babyface on the floor and then just winning by countout. I think he even tossed, like, Young Lions security guards in show's way to slow him down. Robbie Eagles pinned the, up to this point, undefeated Rasuki Taguchi. They had a battle of reversals, pinfalls, and small packages and such. Shingo Takagi, also undefeated, pinned Marty Skrull, the last of the dragon. This was a cool match because Takagi, since he's part of LIJ, Los Ingobernables de Japón, he is technically a heel. And Marty Skrull is openly a heel because he blatantly cheats all the time. 
like good heels do. But the first two-thirds of this match was pretty much a straight-up wrestling match. You know, kind of the honor among thieves. But Skrull got more and more frustrated. Then when Red Shoes got bumped, Brody King got in the ring and they double-teamed Shingo. Marty hit him with his umbrella and such. But since he was so blatantly cheating, it kind of effectively made Takagi the babyface for the crowd. And the crowd really wanted to see Takagi win. Which he did. Like I said, beat him with the last dragon. The main event of the night for night seven was freaking amazing. It is literally one of the best matches that will probably be in the entire tournament. El Fantasmo, 3-0, 6 points, so undefeated, pinned Will Ospreay, also 3-0 with 6 points. A lot of high-flying, a lot of wrestling, a lot of back and forth. Red Shoes got bumped again in this match, but that allowed Fantasmo to low-blow Osprey and roll him up for the three-count. Will Osprey no longer undefeated. That brings us to night eight from May 23rd. El Fantasmo, who was in the main event the night before, opened this night with Ren Narita. Obviously, Narita was not going to win this, but one of the things he keeps doing is getting believable near falls. So it's pretty clear that Narita is going to get groomed for a bigger role, probably when he goes on excursion to another country like a lot of the young lions do. And after the match, Fantasmo hit the CR2 face buster on Narita just because he's a jerk. Teton from Mexico pinned Taka Michinoku with the Michinoku driver. Taka has yet to win a match at this point. Bushi got two wins in a row now as of this night when he beat Robbie Eagles. Jonathan Gresham, even Steven, two and two, four points. Tiger Mask four, even Steven, two and two, four points. It wasn't a very long match, but it was a very good match. Another match that ended with several roll-ups and one coming out on top. Yo of Rapungi 3K in the B bracket. Pin Doki brings him up to 3-2 and two and puts Doki at 1-4. and four. Yo's partner Sho pinned Marty Skrull with a shock arrow. Good babyface versus villain dynamic because Skrull came to the ring looking injured, favoring his back. Selling injuries from the night before, but of course that turned out to be a ruse. Skrull attacked before the bell, but Sho battered back and got the pin. Rizuki Taguchi pinned Rocky Romero in a battle of the coaches. It was implied that the person who won this match would then become the official coach for New Japan. And even though Taguchi won, because he's a babyface, he actually offered Rocky to co-coach, if that's a real word, but... The truce was made, and the show respects, so we'll see where that goes. One that was a real surprise, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 1-3, won the last match with a countout. He faced Taiji Ishimori, so far undefeated, 4-0, 8 points, and Kanemaru was able to do his whiskey spit into Ishimori's eyes, rolled him up for the pin. That finally put Kanemaru more on a winning way, because that means he won two in a row. Second-to-last match... Another very awesome match. Will Ospreay, 3-1 against Bandito, 2-2. Two two. Ospreay won with the Stormbreaker. A lot of high flying. It was one of those cruiserweight matches where you kind of felt like it was a top-this type story. Each guy hit a big move or a big hold, and then the other would have to come up with something bigger and cooler. The finish saw Ospreay catch Bandito. During one of Bandito's moonsaults, heaved him over his shoulder, hit the Stormbreaker, and got the pin. As I wrote in the results page at 
BehindTheSquaredCircle.com. I just described that match as off the charts. The main event, again, a real hell of a match. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Dragon Lee. So far, 3-1. He faced the undefeated Shingo Takagi, 4-0 and 8 points. Takagi remained undefeated by hitting the last dragon in a reversal. So that brings us to night nine, which was last night, as of this recording. Show pinned Tiger Mask with a shock arrow. No real surprise there. Will Ospreay pinned Ren Narita with the eyes cutter again. No surprise there. The story was Narita getting so many near falls on Osprey because he did do a lot of reversals and a lot of covers and a lot of roll-ups and such. And the crowd really popped for it when he did that. Marty Skrull, two and three, four points. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, two and three, four points. Marty Skrull did pin Kanemaru. Another case of villains versus villains. I think Kevin Kelly during the broadcast compared it to Spy vs. Spy from Mad Magazine, where it's just it's two guys being evil and trying to out-evil each other. The referee got bumped when Karnamaro pulled the referee in front of him and Skrull collided into him. Karnamaro followed up immediately with a DDT, got a visual pinfall, no ref to count because, of course, he's bumped. Skrull gathered his bearings, and as he did so, Karnamaro grabbed the whiskey bottle, took a swig, spat it at Skrull, who very cleverly blocked it by opening his umbrella. Somehow Skrull got to the whiskey, and when the referee tried to remove the weapons, the whiskey bottle and umbrella, respectively, and when the referee turned his back to get these weapons out of the ring, Skrull spit into Connemaro's eyes with the whiskey, hit the black plague, got the pin. Robbie Eagles, 3-2 and two at 6 points, and Doki, 1-4 and four at 2 points. Eagles submitted him with what Kevin Kelly called the Ron Miller special, the form of a figure four. The undefeated Shingo Takagi, at, at this point 5-0, and 0, 10 points, has more points than just about anybody in the entire tournament, with the exception of Phantasmo, who's also sitting at 10, but he's in the B block. Anyway, he pinned Takamichi Noku. No real surprise for the finish, but again, an awesome story that was told. I was actually texting Crazy Train about this match, because Taka hasn't won a match yet this tournament, actually made you think for a split second that he could pull off the upset. And he did it while being a heel, He and at the same time not breaking any rules. What Taka did was they brawled out into the crowd. Taka put in a crossface on Takagi, just kept it on while still in the crowd. The referee started doing the 20 count. When he hit about 15, Taka sprinted back into the ring. Takagi came to, also ran in, made it in at like 19 and a half out of 20, and immediately got put in a small package roll-up by Taka. So it's like he had that planned. If I win by count out, great. If he charges into the ring, I'll small package him. Didn't end the way Taka would hope for, at least I think. But after that, Takagi fired up, hit the last dragon, got the win. Bandito, two and three with four points, pinned Rusuki Taguchi. Four and one with eight points. Rusuki Taguchi, four and one at eight points. A lot of comedy, but a lot of good wrestling in this match. Taguchi repeatedly whipped Bandito into the ropes, so here he is crisscrossing the ropes until he eventually gets exhausted and collapses. Then Bandito convinced Taka to demonstrate his running of the ropes, and as soon as he did, Bandito cut him off, hit a super kick, 
Big exchange of roll-ups and near falls. But Bandito reversed into a GTS, hit the 21-plex, got the pin. Taiji Ishimori pinned Jonathan Gresham. Ishimori's at 4-1 and one with 8 points as of this night. Gresham was 2-3. and three. Very good match, but very short. I don't think it was more than probably 6 or 7 minutes. Probably one of the best 6 or 7 minutes matches you're going to see in a while. Bushi pinned Yo with the MX, and that actually ties Bushi's record. 3-3. Three and three. You might remember how I said in one of the previous shows, it's not uncommon to see somebody lose several matches at the, the beginning of the tournament, then make a comeback and be a threat to win by the time you get to the last day. And that seems to be what Bushi's doing. He lost three in a row, then he won three in a row. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Dragon Lee, who sits at three and two, six points. He pinned Teton, who was two and three, making him two and four. A very entertaining thing about this match is both guys are, of course, matched luchadors. They wrestle with masks on. Well, Dragon had a third mask that he brought into the ring with him and asked Red Shoes to wear it, which he did, and they all posed in the ring with the Mexican flag. And then the match started, and Red Shoes actually started calling the match. crowd did not like it when he removed the mask after a few minutes. They really seemed to like the idea of a masked referee. A lot of reversals. Teton reversed the Desnucadora into a blue thunderbomb. Lee kicked out, battled back, hit his Desnucadora again to give him the win. Now, this main event, I'm not going to be able to do justice to. This is a match that is definitely worth tracking down if you can. Rocky Romero, only one win, four losses, two points. He went up against El Fantasmo, who sits at 5-0, and 10 points. So you have a guy who's been unbeaten against a guy who has a losing record. And the story that was told was pretty darn amazing. Rocky Romero was the grizzled veteran, so to speak. Fantasmo blatantly cheated throughout a lot of the match. They actually went 28, maybe 29 minutes. And with that minute to go, after all this taunting, all these low blows, all the cheating, Rocky was able to put Phantasmo into a cross arm breaker and got the pin. Very happy, feel-good ending to a match that would have been excellent either way, even if Rocky did lose. After the match, Sho and Yo of Rapunky 3K and Ren Narita came out. They congratulated him. Rocky cut a promo saying it was three straight nights, three straight sellouts. Just being a great babyface. And we could be seeing a resurgence with Rocky in the latter half of the tournament. So here are the A block standings as of this recording. At the top of A block, Shingo Takagi, the only undefeated guy in the tournament now. He sits at 12. Taiji Ishimori comes in at 10. The champion, Dragon Lee, 8 points. Jonathan Gresham and Marty Skrull tied at 6. A three-way tie for 4 points. Tiger Mask. Show Teton and Kanemaru, and all the way at the bottom, no points yet, Takamichinoku. In the B block, no undefeated guys. At the top is El Fantasma with 10 points. Robbie Eagles, Bandito, Yo, and Bushi all sit at 6 points. Taguchi and Osprey a little bit ahead of them at 8 points. And at the bottom of the barrel, Doki only has 2 points and Narita has none. I still stand by my prediction that Ishimori will win. Just going by points, it looks like he'd be facing Phantasmo. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's more likely to be Osprey or Taguchi in the finals, but I do think he is still going to be the one that wins the tournament. So 
that wraps up this look at Best of Super Juniors 26. Show's coming up next week. The finals are on June 5th. Thank you, folks, for listening. TWB Podcast for the Wrestling Brethren Podcast.com. TWBP Show, the Wrestling Brethren Podcast Show on Twitter. And on the web and Facebook, Behind the Squared Circle. Look us up, give us a like, give us a follow, give us feedback. With that said, I anxiously await the second half of the tournament. A lot of good matches to come, and I hope it lives up to the first one as far as how good it is. But I'll be back next week with more coverage of the event. We'll see how my predictions pan out. This has been Seth, a.k.a. Xandrax, for the Wrestling Brethren, and I'll talk to you folks again next week. Wrestling Brethren are not sponsored or endorsed by any products, shows, or services unless specifically stated. The views expressed by the hosts of the Wrestling Brethren are purely their own and do not represent the views of any guests, websites, sponsors, or affiliates. Some media used on the Wrestling Brethren podcast is the copyright of its respective owners, all rights reserved. (laughs) 